Final hour of the show for you. We'll also do some soccer. I forgot to mention, we will have producer Mark. Give me the uh, the insight. Alexi Lalas was in studio with Pete. Yeah, he was in studio with Pete, I believe, last week. They recorded this, right. and he's they're breaking down the World Cup, talking about it starts, I believe, this Thursday. Are you into the World Cup yourself? Not even a little bit. I, uh, I'll i be honest with you. I am not a soccer fan, or really never was a soccer fan. But when the World Cup, and the World Cup is four years, right? Every four years? Yes, just when like the, the Olympics. Last time, I kind of got into it because my friends and I, and the girl I was dating at the time, went to like a bar and were watching. It's it's really cool atmosphere, but I think last time U.S. was in it, and Italy. So I usually root for Italy over over anything else. I don't know why. I just Were you born in Italy? I wasn't. No, I was not. But I mean, my ancestors were. Oh, so okay. I don't know. And Italy's usually better they at probably soccer. probably have a better chance, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But either way, without Italy, for me, without, uh, well, wait. Italy, yeah, no, somebody told me no Italy this year either, and no U- U.S. loses intrigue. Even so, I do think the event is so huge and so many people get into it that I might be intrigued to go to a bar and maybe watch a game and, I don't know, have some drink. It's another excuse to go drinking. Is really, it bad it that when I knew the U.S. had a chance to not qualify, I rooted for them to not qualify so I wouldn't have to hear about the World Cup? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's how much I don't like soccer. Yeah, sure. That's how much you hate the country. I get it. No, I, I used to get I know. I'm just kidding. Really? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Speaking of which, uh, stay tuned for 9 o'clock ABC News special. It is the uh, coverage of the Donald Trump Kim Jong Un uh, summit in uh, well North they're Korea. In Singapore. Oh, they're in Singapore. Okay, U uh, you know U S and North Korea summit. Um, I'm going to stop talking about that now because that's the extent of my knowledge on the topic. Let's get back to something that I know a little bit about, and that would be sports. Um, we get back to the calls eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Not soccer uh, either eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. But anyway, the whole point of that was Alexi Lala sat down with Pete. We'll replay that interview in studio or air it for the first time here on WOR. We'll do that at 8.35. Uh, right now, back to the phones. Rick is in Brooklyn. And Rick, you don't think, uh, you don't think, well, you do want the Mets, as a matter of fact, to go out and get Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, right? Absolutely. The only problem, well, I should say the only problem, the problem is our problem is very complex. I mean, we don't have the proper scouts like the Yankees or the Braves. Do. That's one of the things we got to address. The other thing is, my family are all Philadelphia fans, and I can't stand them. And unfortunately, that's a your family. Or, or your family or the Phillies, Rich? Yeah, oh, no, Rick. both. They're, yeah. They're, my family, are, my family's all in the Phillies, Eagles, yeah. and Sixers. Ah. And unfortunately, that that city is so attractive for big free agents. It I'm is, not, you know. So what we we got to do it, and you bring some great points. I think honestly, we have to bring Machado and Harper in at the same time because. Machado's on a losing team. He doesn't want to go to another losing team, and Harper's on a winning team. He wants to stay in a winning team. If you bring both those guys in at the same time and say you guys are the nucleus, I think we could get them both. Rick, now you're we- now you're out of control, Rick. Those Philly fans are getting to you. I mean, there is <laughs> re- realistically, there's no chance the Mets get either. But I mean, both, Rick. Come on, you, the well, people thought I was drinking. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You said that the other last week one night, and that is a great idea. And like, this is New York City. Well, this I wanted Rick. I wanted just so we're clear. I wanted Real Muto, JT Real yeah. Muto, and Machado or Bryce Harper. Realistically, well, bring bring Machado and Real Muto, and that's a great start because we have to have something here to bring other people to this to this team. But I mean, to right your now, point, yeah, to your point, Rick, about the Phillies. I mean, there have been rumors already about the Phillies trying to trade for Manny Machado. And and Harper, they I've heard they won both of them. 
Well, they're not going to be able to get. We're done. Well, well, I mean, I get that. They're not. And thanks for the call, right? They're not going to be able to get both. I mean, Nationals aren't trading Bryce Harper, so it's a matter of the uh, Orioles are. Can the Phillies work a deal to get Machado this year and then try to convince him to stay? Either way, Machado's not signing a deal before he hits free agency. That is not happening. So when he does hit free agency, the New York Mets should be front and center in those talks. There is no excuse not to be. John has an answer, maybe a question we've been trying to find out all evening so far. John, why is there no statue of Tom Seaver? Hi, Sal. Uh, Great to be on your show again. I love to hear your uh, sports opinion. It's always on point. Thank you. Here's the thing with uh, Tom Seaver. A small group, you probably uh, remember, I'm just recalling memory, uh, a small number of years ago, I'd say about four or five years ago, a group of investors uh, put money together and uh, were ready to underwrite the purchase of a Tom Seaver's bronze statue on the uh, site of City Field, like, you know, as you approach the rotunda. Right. And the Wilpons were formally approached with that by letter, and they formally turned it down. So that's why the, do we know why? No, no. Uh, well, what we do know are the Wilpons, and they'll never tell you why. There was a personal disagreement at some point in time, uh, or a difference of opinion between Seaver uh, and the Wilpons, and that's how small the Wilpons are that they put that disagreement uh, above the the fans. Well, you uh, hope. Which they, you know, well, thanks for the info, John. I did not realize that. I was assuming that there was some kind of bad blood because it's not about a finance thing. There's no reason not to. Logically, there's no reason not to have a statue. So maybe there is some kind of bad blood and, and maybe they had words. But I thought, um, I don't remember the last time Seaver was out there, but I certainly remember him. Wasn't he there for the first, the opening of uh, City Field? I guess, geez, I guess you're going back nine years now. I mean, it feels like it was a couple years ago, but that was 2009. I remember, I thought I remembered at least Seaver and Piazza closing down Shea and then opening up City, you know, with the first pitch. I could be mistaken, but I I believe that that was the case. I don't know if Seaver has been there um, since. I know Tom, at least we've heard reports that he's not in great health recently. Um, maybe as far back as a year ago that he was dealing with some stuff. So that's obviously not going to help the situation if his health is declining here. His wife, as I said, spoke out years ago, I think it was 2016, about the Mets building a statue for him. I I don't know the particulars of it. I don't know if there's personal issues between ownership and Tom Seaver. I I I don't know. All I know is that I I don't really feel like there's a legit reason not to have a statue of arguably the greatest player, maybe not even arguably in a lot of people's minds, the greatest player to ever play uh, and wear a Mets uniform or play for the franchise, obviously. To me, Piazza was the best uh, player that I've seen, but you know I understand all that Tom Seaver meant. It's totally different errors, but uh, Seaver... You know, won the World Series here. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a, he's the franchise. Simple as that. And that's the guy's nickname. It's a nickname for a reason. And when all the other teams are honoring all their past greats, I don't understand why uh, you wouldn't be able to have, uh, you know, have the statue. Brad is in Alpine. Brad wants to know, uh, why not uh, Peter Alonzo instead of Dom Smith, right, Brad? I, mean, I guess you're, you want to see Alonzo instead of Dom Smith? 
Yeah, no question. I mean, they're always insulting our intelligence. They say, well, just, I don't understand. I mean, Smith didn't show anything last year, and he actually regressed in AAA this year, and, and Alonzo's tearing it up. Yeah, but he's not ready. Maybe, Alonzo's not ready, though, Brad. Well, it's only one month less, I think, than the experience that Conforto had when he came up in 2015. He's actually putting up better numbers than Conforto did in, uh, in AA in 2015. But before before I get there, I actually have a Oh, you there, Brad? You're breaking up on us. They made like a week that you were going on a tirade about Ben Zobust. Yeah. And that's who the, that's who the Mets were going to get for their, uh, their run. And I'm thinking, you know, right now we're lamenting about how, how the, the window of opportunity is coming gone. But, you know, Alderson's probably made, you can count on one hand the number of good moves that he's made, but the best moves that he's made were the ones that he couldn't make. You think back to 2015, Cespedes was his fourth option. You, they don't go to the World Series if they get if they get Carlos Gomez, if they get Jay Bruce, if they get Justin Upton. Correct. Locked into Cespedes, and then they have the nerve that after they go to the World Series in 2015, they almost lost Daniel Murphy and Cespedes. And who are they going to replace him with? Ben Zobris. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, vividly, so yeah, vividly, Brad. They were going to replace. Hence the moniker uh, Zobust, and people like to throw it in my face. Oh, Zobust won a World Series MVP with the Cubs. Yeah, but it's different. He was going to be asked to be the guy for this Mets team, replacing both Murphy and Cespedes. There's no way he would have been a bust. Zobust. And now you're asking us what's the what's the excuse not to get either Harper or Machado? I mean, come on. There is, a, but Brad, there is no excuse. Give me a re- give me a reason not to get him. You you could say that it's not well, going to happen. There's no reason not to get him. The only way it happens is if Mark Cuban buys a team and says, "We're really sorry to all you Met fans for all that you've endured since the Wilpons took over majority control from the from Double Day back in 2002." Just you know, watching the penny pinch and the mismanagement, we feel really bad for you on a silver platter. Here's Machado and Bryce Harper. And by the way, we're going to start investing in scouting, minor league development. And you know we, you have the fastest player who can't steal a base. That's because we don't we don't have proper instruction. We'll we'll run it like a major league team, and that's what Met fans deserve. And here you go. Well, I mean, look, Brad. Thanks for the call. They they need to improve on a lot of the areas that you just discussed. Player development certainly is one of them. I don't know why that's the case. Guys seem to be learning too often at the major league level, so that has been an issue. The minor league system, although we had Adam Fisher on last week. Adam Fisher, former member of the Mets front office for many years, dating back to 2003. I think it was 2003 through uh, 18 or something like that. He was there for almost 15 years. Uh, excuse me, this is 18 through um, 16 or 17, whatever it was. He was there for almost 15 years. And um, he was saying that right now he thinks it's blown out of proportion that the Mets minor league system is as bad as it is, that those things turn around quickly, and they had a lot of reasons, injuries, underperformance a year ago. This year things are starting to turn, and that by next year the reports from whatever you know magazines that profile these things will be a little bit higher. But he thinks that it's not as bad as, as it seems. I don't know. I'm not breaking down the minor leagues for you. But I do know at the major league level, there is a lack of player development, certainly. And as far as the spending goes, I've been saying this, it's not about spending money. Spending the most money doesn't equate to having the most wins. It doesn't. We've seen it with plenty of teams, the Mets, the Yankees, Dodgers, whatever. Teams have spent plenty and still not won, or won consistently. And the Mets spent this last offseason... Because the whole talk was, oh, they're getting all this money off the books. Are they going to reinvest it? Are they going to reinvest it? Well, they did reinvest it. They just chose quantity over quality. This offseason is about quality. 
And yes, they're going to have to spend a boatload. But you get what you pay for. And this would be an investment that would be worth making in either Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. It is a it is an investment that will be invaluable to the goodwill done with the fans alone. Do you realize alone, just bringing a guy like that in, Machado or Harper, what that would do to the fan base who's been starved for a signing like that for many years? Don't give me Cespedes. That was a trade that, as Brad said, they lucked into and then re-signed him. That's not going out and getting the big fish in the free agent market. Different. And right now, forget about even Cespedes. That's in the past. Right now, it is about the present and the future. And they are in desperate need of Machado or Bryce Harper. And there should be no excuse why they can't get in to those negotiations or at least get in on those conversations to bring one of those guys in. 800-321-0710. Your calls, Mets tickets, some NBA stuff as well. All on the other side, the Sports Zone. Sal Akata filling in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. In for Pete, here's Sal Licata get through these calls here. Uh, Before I do that real quick, because I've been saying it all night long that I wanted to get to it, the NBA, and I know it's old news by now, but I haven't had my chance to chime in on it. The Warriors' two championships in a row with Kevin Durant are less impressive than 73-9 and and losing in the finals to LeBron James prior to Durant's arrival. Kevin Durant is lame. He is as soft as they come. I have zero respect for him. As a matter of fact, I don't appreciate any of his championships. I don't think that they're great accomplishments. Anybody could go join the Warriors and tag along and win a title. As great as a player as he is, I thought he was a great player before he went there. His winning two championships does nothing to me to raise the profile. As a matter of fact, it hurts his profile. And not only that, it hurts the Warriors' profile as well. I think that their accomplishments are diminished because they added the player of Durant's caliber. The whole thing's a farce. Please, so lame, go somewhere else, stay on your own team, don't go join the Golden State Warriors who won 73 games the year before and win championships and thinks that everybody should be bowing down to you as if you're some great player. He's a word that I won't even say on the air. That's what I think of Kevin Durant, and it takes away from what would have been an all-time great team and an all-time great accomplishment had they done it without, and I believe they could have, the Warriors now, could have done it without Kevin Durant. And there's going to be a lot of talk about LeBron James and where he goes. I'll say this. LeBron James, whether he leaves or stays, whatever team is out there, they need him more than he needs them. So the idea that he'd have to go to the Sixers and have a better chance to win or go this way or that would go to the Spurs, whatever team it is, they need LeBron more than he needs them because wherever he goes instantly, that team becomes a favorite to contend for the championship. Uh, Uncle P is in Brooklyn. Uncle P, you want you agree with me? I think you want both Machado and Real Muto, huh? Yeah, I want to know if we could trade Wheeler and Dominic Smith to get our Muto. I don't know if that's too little. I would do well, that. I would do that in um, a second. Does. What about if you had to give Wheeler and Nemo? Okay, Will and Nemo, get it done. Okay, there you go, Uncle P. You're you're aboard, and you want Machado as well. Machado, Machado's great. I seen him play. In oh, the of course. League. I mean, how can you not want Machado? Thank you, Uncle P. That's a cool name, uh, by the way. Um, Mac is in Jersey. Mac, you have a trade idea? I'm told. I do have a trade idea. I've been pushing this in my blogs with you know with my fellow Met fans and arguing with Yankee fans. 
the, the guy that the Yankees should be shooting for, forget DeGrom. They're not getting DeGrom. They're, they're not willing to give up anything for him. Well, Wheeler, Who's right, Mac. I agree. Wheeler, right? No, 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 no. Well, Wheeler can't be anybody else. Jason, You're not trading Syndergaard, Jason, are you? No, Vargas. And here's why. Who? Listen to me. Forget Jason Vargas. Vargas? Jason, listen to me. Let me explain. Give me a chance. Forget Jason Vargas' first three starts. Wipe that off your mind. He didn't have spring training. I can't. My, my eyes still hurt from watching that. But go ahead. go ahead. Forget that. But the last four starts, there was one clunker in there. But if you average the game scores, including the clunker, 56.75, he's the second best pitcher on the Yankees right now if they get him. What do you want for him, Mac? Enter- entertain me further. What do you Clint want for him? Clint Frazier. Yeah, yeah, Mac, that's not happening. And thanks for the call, I think. You want to, Mac, you want the Mets to trade Jason Vargas to the Yankees for Clint Frazier? Why in the world would the Yankees ever do that? If they wanted Vargas, who is worthless, they could have signed him in the offseason. Susan, Susan's in Brooklyn. Susan, how are you? I'm good. I agree with everything you say. I want Machado. I want Rita Muro. I'm trying to debate who could we give up for Rita Muro. I just told you Zach Wheeler for starters. I mean, it could be Wheeler, okay. Wheeler, Nimmo, Rosario. Let's focus on those three and come up with some package for either two of those three or one of one of those three plus you know a lower level prospect. You're gonna have to give up a lot to get Real Muto. But if I had the number, I'd call the Marlins and ask, find out what it's gonna take. That's the idea, though. Start with the idea of Wheeler, Rosario, Nimmo. But how do you get Machado like? What are the Orioles going to do? Are they going to trade him beforehand? I I really want him off for free agency and not be a trade. I don't. Yeah. Right, Machado is next year, Susan. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you giving the call. Machado is more for the off season. I would not recommend the Mets trading for Machado. They're not going to do that. Nor would I recommend them doing that. Wait to see whoever trades for him, and then you just you know at the end of the year go out there and try to give him the most money. It's as simple as that. Jordan is in Parsippany, and Jordan, you want the Mets to trade one of their best, huh? Well, no, this is just a, a random, first of all, hi, Sal, how are you? Uh, I, I got a random idea in my mind, and I thought I'd give you a call because it didn't seem completely crazy to me. So here it goes. If you were the Mets and the Houston Astros called you up and said, we want either DeGrom or Syndergaard, and we'll give you either one of Alex Bregman or George Springer straight up for any one of those two guys, would you even entertain that? I and would. So, I which, would for Syndergaard. If he, uh, I'd probably like. I well, thank you for the call, Jordan. Jordan hung up on me. Uh, me before I could hang up on him. Uh, look, it's hard here. I'm sitting here talking on both sides of my mouth. Uh, a week ago, or actually earlier this week, I said, "No, wait, today's Monday." A week ago, I said I wouldn't entertain the idea of trading Syndergaard or Degrom ever, essentially. But now you're bringing this up, and I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, maybe Springer would be nice." Degrom, untouchable as far as I'm concerned. Syndergaard potentially, and if you're talking about a player like Springer, that's different than three prospects who haven't proven anything. Bregman as well, but I think Springer would be the more appealing player to me if I were going to do that. I'd still need more than just Springer if I am even going to entertain the idea of trading Noah Syndergaard. I do think the Mets should entertain trading a starter. I think that that guy should be Zach Wheeler. I'd keep the other two horses at the top. You got Mats there as well. Wheeler would be the guy I'd look to deal right now and try to bring something Major League caliber uh, back in a package around Zach Wheeler.
Are we going to hit the music here or what? There we go. Thank you. Right now is your chance to win a pair of tickets to the Mets take on the Nationals July 12th out of City Field. Caller number 18 in honor of Strawberry at 800-321-0710. And you're the winner. Purchase tickets at Mets.com slash tickets. Former U.S. National Team defender and now a Fox Sports analyst, Alexi Lawless, will join us on the other side. It's the Sports Zone. Sal Akata filling in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 WOR.